Now, from the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu, the Sports Animals on ESPN Honolulu. Here in downtown Honolulu, they call it the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu. This is the Sports Animals here on ESPN Honolulu at 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. I miss the folks at Growler Hawaii. We were there uh, yesterday for the really big road show. Uh, we'll be back there next month. We'll have uh, we'll have fun there. We'll have more guests. Uh, Rich Hill was great yesterday. Uh, but you know what I noticed about having Rich Hill yesterday? Two segments went by really, really fast. But it's Rich Hill, so you'd understand. But at, at, at least we got a we got Wu Tang Clan in the conversation uh, with with Rich Hill on yesterday's show. If you missed any of it, Sports Animals on Demand at ESPNHonolulu.com. On this show today, as all of our guests appear here, uh, courtesy of the Aloha Kia Hotline, uh, James White, former New England Patriots running back, now uh, I don't know wildly entered the broadcasting business. I don't know why, uh, but he'll be a part of the broadcast team for uh, Bucks and Saints, which you can hear Sunday on our sister station, CBS 1500. We'll talk about that game, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll nail down a couple of games that he's looking forward to this weekend. We'll go through some of those uh, coming up in about an hour and a half. And, and a lot of people are talking about some of the high school games that are taking place uh, away from the 50th state, Kahuku is uh, is on the road. Mili Lani is on the road. In fact, Mili Lani's taking on Modern Day uh, tonight, or actually in a, in about an hour. That's the game uh, that I believe is on YouTube. Uh, it's not on television. I know everybody's been asking about that. Uh, they're playing it at at, at St. John Bosco, and then tomorrow. Uh, one of the games that uh, is interesting to a lot of people people is St. John Bosco taking on number one Kahuku. And uh, one of the guys who's going to be part of the broadcast uh, on the uh, the St. John Bosco broadcast uh, on radio is Jamie Holloway, who I got to know because Jamie Holloway is also the uh, play-by-play voice for uh, CSU Bakersfield baseball. Uh, so I got to meet him, shared a crumble cookie with him too. Because, uh, I mean, hey... Uh, those things are so big, you can't eat them all. So uh, I, I think they uh, they 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 encourage you to share. So I I shared one with him. But a good dude, uh, we'll talk with him about St. John Bosco and that Kahuku matchup, which is tomorrow. That's the game that's on uh, Bally Sports on on television. Uh, we'll 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 talk with Jamie coming up at about five thirty this afternoon. Also a little bit later on. Uh, my my uh, uh, my three pick in uh, in the NFL. I'm going to give you the three games that I'm looking forward to. Uh, that what I see happening in those particular games, and no, uh, I'm, I'm and I'm also giving you my survivor pick because uh, in our ESPNHonolulu.com pigskin picks, which is underway. Yeah, I got my survivor pick in week one. It was easy. Just take whoever's playing the Jets in week one. And I did. And uh, Lamar Jackson did not fail me last week. Not like he was going to. He wasn't. He's already my MVP after week one. But who do I have as my survivor pick here in week two? Uh, That's coming up a little bit later on 
in this show. You can get in touch with us. Our Zephyr Insurance text lines at 808-296-1420. You can call us at 808-296-1420. And you can send us your tweets. We are at Sports Animals. You can get to me directly at Josh on the radio. Obviously, um, this is a pretty busy weekend in college football, which is underway. We're watching a, a, a pretty good uh, Louisville-Florida State game, which is right now on ESPN television, which had a lot of offense early, and it's kind of uh, settled down just a little bit. But in the Mountain West, uh, there is already a game going on. And, hey, my Josh on the radio Mountain West power rankings might be taking a hit right now because Air Force is losing, and this is not good. Air Force is losing to Wyoming. It's uh, it's ten nothing Wyoming. They've got three seventeen to go in the second quarter. That game is on CBS Sports Network because uh, I know you were looking Tanner to see where exactly you could find the game. No, it's not on one of those illegal streams. Okay, you don't need a VPN for that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Air Force and Wyoming kicking off our uh, our Mountain West schedule, and I I'm I'm looking at that game a. Slack-jawed, first off, because I really, truly believe that Air Force is far and away better than Wyoming. Uh, there is uh, – because Air Force is only rushed – for a team that has rushed for nearly 1,000 yards in two games, Air Force with two minutes to go in the first half is what? Did I just see that graphics like 41? It, it's uh, it, it's incredible what Wyoming's defense – is uh, is doing here in the first half. And, of course, Air Force is not really going to beat you through the air, although although they do have uh, just as many yards passing, approximately, as they do rushing with the difference of one. Uh, that is not the, the Air Force-branded football that we're so used to. But I... I, I'm a little worried because I, I think when we look at the Mountain West as a whole right now, this is one of those games, and it's really, really early, but this is one of those games that really could kind of shake up what we think about the Mountain West, yes, in week three. Um, you hear coaches, and I, and I recall Troy Calhoun's interview with, uh, with Matt Neverett on This Week in the Mountain West, uh, which you can hear Wednesday nights at 7, and he specifically said as they prepped for this game, and this was kind of considered the game of the week in the Mountain West, that the Mountain West is incredibly competitive, and uh, you know this is one of those games that you you just can't can't look past. And I had, by the way, Air Force is my number one team in the Mountain West Power Rankings. It's it's early. There's there's still time for Air Force to come back. But you know I'm I'm looking at the. Uh, top six right now in the Mountain West. And I'm going to assume that this Air Force result holds because I recall um, a tweet that Tanner put out that I agreed with. We were looking at kind of the hierarchy of the Mountain West and the way Air Force was playing, I kind of had it, Air Force Fresno State by itself. And then you move down and you see San Diego State and you see Boise State. And then you move down and then you've got really this kind of like jumbled mess of San Jose State and Nevada, thanks to Incarnate Word. Um, and then from there, it's it's like just this, this sloppiness at the bottom uh, from UNLV all the way down to New Mexico, which uh, I had Hawaii at second to last in my Mountain West power rankings. But I mean, Craig Bowles pulling out something that is that, that seems to be pretty incredible 
here in the first half. And, I mean, uh, an Air Force loss on the road would be, frankly, really, really stunning and would remind people potentially and and maybe um, give more credit because I haven't given a ton of credit uh, to the Mountain West, may lend a little more credit to the Mountain West actually being, uh, you know, up for grabs. I've still believed Fresno State is the favorite to win the Mountain West. I still believe it now, even though, you know, I had to knock him down after the loss to to Oregon State. Um, but but Fresno State has, uh, you know, it's its own challenge. It's at USC uh, coming up on Saturday. So how do I see the Mountain West week playing out? First and foremost, we have to look at Hawaii uh, with its game against Duquesne where – Hawaii is considered a favorite. Take it for what it will uh, or what you will uh, because it is an FCS team. Duquesne's put up some offense. You look at leading players in, in, in passing, rushing, receiving, not from Hawaii, all from Duquesne. But again, um, a, a game against Florida State, an NAIA school, a Division II school in there. Um, Duquesne has struggled against FBS talent as you would expect it to. Uh, Hawaii is certainly not Fresno State. Uh, We're going to learn a lot about Hawaii as uh, we get into tomorrow. Uh, I think we're going to learn how comfortable Hawaii is offensively. I I had a conversation with someone earlier today here in studio, and uh, we were talking a little bit about offensive identity and um, more importantly, the, the the thoughts of what Hawaii can be offensively and whether you're asking too much of Hawaii to be uh, what you were kind of billing as advertised. Uh, basically, Hawaii's not a run-and-shoot team right now, but the conversation I had with someone in studio earlier today was basically saying, well, that's a problem that Hawaii's not a run-and-shoot team right now that you should be kind of what you were saying that you were going to be. And there's no reason why you can't be that now. Um, But it's interesting because I don't feel like I heard that complaint when Todd Graham um, had an offense in his first year that was not what he had implied it was going to be. You know, remember he was talking about the air raid. I didn't hear anybody complaining then. Um, I didn't hear anybody complaining year one with Nick Rolovich when Nick Rolovich ran an offense that didn't exactly mirror what he was kind of hoping that Hawaii would be offensively, what what the characteristic of the Hawaii team was supposed to be. I didn't hear it then. Um, it is interesting to see how people are climbing on top of that now. Now, granted... Um, Hawaii has started 0-3, and I think that is partially why there are people who I I, I think will jump on anything that they can jump on, uh, especially seeing that this is not a – this is not an ideal start. You go back to Todd Graham's first year in 2020, well, um, granted, pandemic year, but they were 2-1. And, um, you know, they were putting up points, even though 
the dynamic of what was billed, uh, what was supposed to be Hawaii football, was not. Um, go back to 2017. Hawaii started 2-1. and one. I don't think that was necessarily what was advertised, but did Hawaii get the job done where it was supposed to against the teams that they were supposed to? Sure. Uh, Hawaii did that. It was a tough year after that. Um, but Hawaii did what what it had to do. Um, you know, in, in each of those... Those, those first years, you may recall. Um, and, and I, well, actually, I should say that that year, what, was a, a – no, that was a 7-7 seven and seven year, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I think Hawaii did have a win in there. It got to the Hawaii Bowl. Uh, but they started – they didn't start 0-3, a couple of losses against power conference schools. Then you had the win against UT Martin, and you had you – had, you remember toward the back end, obviously, having to win your way into the Hawaii Bowl uh, in order to play Middle Tennessee State. I'm getting my 2017 and 2016 all just kind of jumbled and, and, and messed here. But I, th- I think you kind of know my point is that um, this is not – and I feel like I have to remind people of this sometimes, whether people are kind of willing to listen to it or not, is that um, you know at a, at a Georgia, at a – Clemson at a, even a USC, you can be a new staff. You can uh, recruit to what you want, still have a lot of your holdovers, and you can play a little bit more to your identity almost immediately. There's money to go with it. You have a better chance of meeting expectations. You likely have, um, you know, coordinators and assistant coaches who have more experience, et cetera. You can do that at some of those places. It's harder at the group of fives. New coaching staffs usually don't have as much experience, usually don't have as much money to play with. And uh, because of that, it does take a little while. But I feel like I shouldn't have to say that. I feel like that should be kind of obvious, right? Um, I I think most people who watch Hawaii football and love Hawaii football, and um, you know have have been through the good and 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 the tough and and all that, understand that. I've just been amazed at times at how those first years. Of some of those coaches, and you know specifically identity. I'm not 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 necessarily record, but identity. But by not necessarily going by the script that you were trying to write on day one when you'd stand in front of the media and say this is what we are. Norm Chow, to his credit or detriment, um, Norm Chow didn't really tell you what Hawaii was going to be. At least I don't recall Norm Chow trying to tell you that Hawaii was going to sling it all over the place. Then again, nobody was expecting a pro-style offense from uh, from Norm Chow, in which you, you were a power-running team. Nobody expected that either. But at, at the very least, you know, Norm Chow didn't sell you something differently. And then, um, you know, eventually try to get there. And then again, Norm Chow, in the same way as every one of these other coaches in their first year, did what they he could 
with what he had. And because he never really aligned himself with it and, and married himself to something in particular that allowed him the freedom to be what he thought Hawaii should be, it didn't last. There was much more to it than just what offense they were running, clearly. Um, I've just been stunned at how much people are willing to pick apart right now this group. And, you know, the, the unfortunate thing about the Duquesne game is, we'll, we'll talk about this in a moment, the expectations for the Duquesne game, uh, depending on who you are, those expectations may run from the run-of-the-mill playing an FCS team to what I believe is kind of the um, reasonable, which is just win. But if you're an FBS team playing an FCS school, for a lot of people, just win is not good enough. So we'll talk about kind of the expectation of what you think you need to see and why it's probably the most reasonable. That is still to come. Uh, of course, next Saturday, uh, we're going to be uh, or we're going to have countdown to kick off this Saturday uh, prior to the UH football game. We'll talk to you. Hunter Hughes will join me for the first hour of countdown to kick off coming up on Saturday. And then uh, next Saturday before the New Mexico State game, we're going to be off the big city diner at uh, Windward Malls. We get ready for uh, what's going to be a, a, an interesting game against the Aggies of New Mexico State. who Hawaii has had its number. I feel like this is going to be a much tougher game this time around when they get together in Las Cruces. Uh, that's next Saturday at noon. Of course, you've got the Mega Modelos on special. you got prize giveaways. Uh, big thank you to uh, Paradise Beverages, to uh, uh, Diotati Produce, Coca-Cola, and so much more. That is next Saturday with the countdown to kickoff and our UH uh, road viewing party. All right, we got surf here. We'll come back with more expectations, the real ones. That's next. I failed to mention this before, uh, uh, before going to break. It is Friday, so it's uh, we, we, we take a musical theme on Fridays, and we put it up to a vote on our Twitter at Josh on the radio. And uh, unfortunately, the winner of our, uh, our Friday theme that we put to a vote is Girl Group Friday. Um, thank you, unfortunately, uh, to Koa underscore Nui Nui, who made that, uh, convinced me enough to make me put that as an option because, you know, I am a man of the people. Even if I don't like it, I am a man of the people. I leave it to the people and the people, well, I don't know, um, got lost in the Kool-Aid. And so we didn't, we didn't want to bury it. We didn't want to bury the results. It was, uh, it was named girl group Friday and well, we are here for Girl Group Friday. Uh, you know what we're also here for? Monday Night Football at the Dixie Grill. And there are two games this week. So uh, it gets started a little bit earlier. <laughs> you like my transition, Tanner? I could hear that laugh from across the hall. That's how good that was. Uh, two games this week, which uh, kicks off just after 1 o'clock. got the Southern-style, uh, Southern-inspired food Popcorn's free. Get to hear the game. 
Uh, it is all going down at Dixie Grill, the Dixie Grill in IAS. Sports Center next. Back to expectations on uh, Hawaii and Duquesne. That's coming up. Lucy Liu, with my girl Drew, Cameron D, and Destiny, Charlie's Angels. Boy, oh boy, Girl Group Friday has, uh, what, what, what is this, uh, Destiny's Child? Is this what it is? Okay. See, this is, this is not necessarily in my wheelhouse, although, uh, Tanner Hayworth will readily admit it was not in his wheelhouse either. Sorry, I'm calling you out here because uh, you told me before the show, hey, I'm going to have to go through Google to, to figure out what we roll through here on uh, uh, what is as voted on by the people because I'm not taking credit for it. Girl Group Friday on this radio show. I will say I just didn't want to make sure that I wasn't trying to do only Destiny's Child because I will say when I think girl group, I think Spice Girls, Destiny's Child, TLC. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't just cycling three different artists. So hopefully, even though we have started out with Spice Girls and Destiny's Child, um, I'm hopefully going to try to you know branch out into stuff that I think that I like, music that I like, because you know, so far the songs are bangers so far in my opinion. So, thanks to your Google, how many now do you know more than what you did coming in? Like three more. Okay. Wow. Well, we have. Uh, we well, it have, was mostly remembering other groups. We have. We a lot have, of it was uh, remembering other groups. I knew a lot. I just haven't thought about them in a long time. We have eleven slots on this uh, on this said show, and I got eleven more songs. I was gonna say it sounded like you had six. So. Uh, We'll have to see how this goes. I, I don't know. I guess we can take requests on this. Sure. Why not? Let's let's just embrace this. Uh, let's embrace this for something I would have never chosen, but I have let the people just kind of crowd control this because, you know, I asked for it. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll get some requests into the uh, Zephyr Insurance text line at 808-296-1420. Help, help us make lemonade out of grapefruit. With uh, with with this one uh, on a what is Girl Group Friday today? And no YouTube links just don't work. No YouTube links. Well, it'll have to be the name of the song. It'll yeah, yeah. Um, you know, a little little busy to open up YouTube links. Uh, if you're uh, in Central Windward, Oahu, I uh, hope you're uh, hope you're staying safe. There is a flood advisory, which is up until 6:30 p.m. Heavy rain continues. Over uh, over those portions of the island. By the way, three eastbound lanes are closed uh, on the H1 by Kaonohi Street in Waimalu due to a motor vehicle crash. So uh, it is it is already a, a a busy busy afternoon with some traffic, some weather. Uh, we're in downtown Honolulu, which I don't think is covered by the flood advisory, but it's starting to darken up a little bit here. Starting to see a few more clouds. Uh, the expectation here over the weekend is that we would see some rain uh, to go along with the fact that we don't have a lot of wind. We don't have the trade winds. So uh, if you're driving, listening into the program, drive carefully. Uh, if you got to go a little slower, make sure you do. Get home, get to work, get uh, running errands, whatever you're doing. Make sure you get there safely. All right, uh, let's get back to realistic expectations uh, for Hawaii against Duquesne. Because I realize in a perfect world, 
the realistic expectation is Hawaii needs to beat Duquesne, or not the realistic expectation, the perfect world uh, expectation is that Hawaii beats Duquesne and beats Duquesne by a lot because normally that's what FBS schools are supposed to do against the FCS schools. Just win and win by a lot. Show some of your do- show show some dominance uh, against these teams from a lower division. Realistically, and we've seen FCS teams that have been successful against FBS schools or have been close to winning. Um, see uh, South Dakota State keep Iowa from scoring a touchdown, but unfortunately lose. And um, what you, what you have is this kind of weird like potential for the perfect storm which is Duquesne going in and catching a really vulnerable Hawaii team that is looking to figure out how to win seems to be getting a little bit closer at least in just some of the you know the insular things at least but not necessarily close to it on the scoreboard but trying to do some of the little things here and there to figure out how to win. The question is going to be, uh, is it good enough? And that's why this isn't a perfect world scenario. I'm not going to pretend that it is. Um, the real world scenario right now for Hawaii football is just win. Uh, and, it, and if it's by seven, I'm not going to judge this team for beating an FCS school by seven. Right now, with the near-complete rebuild, I mean, you you can't really help it. It's a team that just needs to, and and a coaching staff, not just the team, uh, that just needs to figure out how to win. Now, when I said earlier about have you done the things that will get you there, like, you know, we talked earlier in the week with Arnold Martinez in our, uh, our, our Tuesday turnaround, we talked about, you know, some of those little things against Michigan that, yes, didn't lead to a W. It was a blowout, but you don't turn over the football and you commit just one penalty. Um, you know, you, so you're you're basically talking about disciplined football, although, I mean, frankly, I would admit it was probably conservative football, but it was still, again, disciplined football. Um, you didn't play above your head. You played within yourself. You got in. You got out. Uh, largely healthy. And uh, you proved that mentally this is a sound team. That you can go in and you're going to lose. You're going to lose because the other team is really good. You're not going to lose because you handed it to them. I didn't really get to say it that way earlier this week, and I don't know why it didn't come to my mind until you know continuing to think back about last you know on, on the last week's game. But Hawaii didn't allow itself to aid Michigan. Michigan thumped Hawaii because Michigan is Michigan, and it is a difference. So that's why when I when I say that, you know, you kind of hope that it it means something that Hawaii was outmatched. But Hawaii was not, um, you know, Hawaii was not mentally outrun, uh, outrun by uh, by the Michigan Wolverines. 
And if you can take that mentality forward here and turn that the opposite way around and turn it into a win, then you know that's the kind of um, that's the kind of momentum that I think you have to carry. Every little thing really does matter, especially uh, I think when you are still trying to win. Timmy Chang, as a head coach, is still trying to find the the right connection of pieces with his coordinators to figure out how to win, working through the injuries, working through some of the inexperience, working through some of the new pieces, as you would have when you have over 50 newcomers, working through all those things, as you have to do, um, you know, in, in, in order to create, you know, that, that shift, not just the culture shift, but just quite simply a shift in result. So I don't, you know, I don't care if they win by seven. I don't care if they win by 37. I don't care if it takes a game winning field goal or if Hawaii scores 28 in the first quarter and, and it's a route by halftime. You know, I'll I'll take whatever it is that gives the impression that uh, you know there is progress on the board, and I think that's what maybe even the most critical Hawaii fan is kind of looking for right now, which is that progress on the board. Yet at the same time, uh, you know, you're you're also just looking for that win, and if you can get a combination of really good and the win. Maybe that quiets some of the naysayers, which we've we've heard quite a few of uh, in the first few weeks. But I think just getting one first will will, will definitely be helpful. Tech uh, texter from the seven eight zero. This via our Zephyr Insurance text line. Realistic expectations. UH gets a W, scores its first passing touchdown, and uh, Timmy gets a Gatorade bath. Well. He's not going to get a Gatorade bath because the uh, the official drink of University of Hawaii Athletics is under the Coke brand, and that would be Powerade. Um, I, I and, and I guess what flavor would it be? I don't know what flavor of, uh, of Powerade they would have on the sidelines. Or it's the Powerade bucket. It's just water in it, and I don't think it would be a Powerade bath. I don't think you want to waste the Powerade. Just just make it a water bath. Uh, it all seeps back in anyway. Uh We'll, we'll continue to get your realistic expectations of Hawaii and Duquesne coming up over the course of the show. Right now, time for the M. Dyer Global scoreboard. M. Dyer Global moving Hawaii into the future. Air Force trying to actually play a game that's closer to its name. A passing touchdown uh, just a moment ago. But trailing Wyoming 10 to, uh, we'll see in the extra point, 10-7. Uh, Wyoming leading Air Force, 7.45 to go in the third quarter. Of course, uh, the Falcons were number one in uh, my unofficial Mountain West power rankings coming into the week. And uh, right now, not necessarily looking like a really good football team at the moment, but uh, trying to survive a game on the road. Uh, You've got Louisville in action. Uh, Louisville, Florida State at the half. Cardinals leading Florida State 21-14. Uh, that's been a pretty entertaining game so far. And in Major League Baseball, games in progress right now. Yankees a 5-3 lead on Milwaukee. That's in the top of the fourth inning. Miami and Washington tied at four, top eight. Uh, Bottom eight in Detroit. White Sox and Tigers are tied at two. Uh, Royals down to their final out, trailing Boston 2-1. 
top of the ninth inning. Bottom eight in Cleveland with the Guardians leading the Twins 4-3. And they're going to the ninth in uh, uh, New York. It's on ESPN+. Plus. Mets leading the Pirates 4-3. Uh, Rangers leading the Rays 4-3, top of the eighth inning. Phillies 2, Braves 1, bottom seven. Astros 2-0 on Oakland, top five. Going to the fifth, Reds and Cardinals tied at one. And uh, Seattle leading the Angels. What's new? one nothing top one. That's your M. Dyer Global scoreboard brought to you by M. Dyer Global. Always on the move. We'll check on uh, uh, We'll check on SportsCenter coming up 15 minutes away. Girl Group Friday oh, continues. It's ESPN Honolulu. There are people driving off the road right now, uh, which we do not condone whatsoever. Uh, but this is not what they've been expecting when listening into this radio show. Uh, this is as voted on by you, because I'm blaming you, Girl Group Friday. Uh, we do uh, for those of you that are that are new to these Friday experiences. Uh, we've turned uh, the music upside down on these Fridays. We're basically uh, most of the time leaving it up to you. Uh, put it up to a vote on Twitter. See what we ultimately do. And, uh, yeah, this is this is what you chose. So uh, you're going to hear some of these. That was some TLC a little while ago. We basically This is what we call in um, in the music industry, in the, uh, the radio formatting industry, these are what we call the standards. We've hit all the standards. Now I don't know where the heck we're going uh, in the 4 o'clock hour. So as they say... Stay tuned to find out because our next one's in about 13 minutes. Uh, Texter from the 781. We've been talking about Hawaii football and Duquesne, and someone earlier says he sees a W in a Gatorade shower. It's Powerade, actually. But the Texter says, if UH wins tomorrow, they better not give Coach Chang a Powerade shower. If they do... I am going to burn my diploma if I can find it. Man, that is harsh. Um, but I think the key the key words being here, if I can find it, um, where did you put it? Is it like in a in a box? You don't have you clearly don't have it framed on your wall. Uh, is it in storage? I don't know. See, I don't. I don't have a problem with uh, with with celebration. Oh, he says high school diploma. All right. Um, yeah, you got to make sure the college one is found. I guess the high school one. Sure. I remember, by the way, uh, my high school diploma. So you got the real one, right? I don't know why my high school did this, and I don't know if this is normal. But they also gave me like. Uh, like a mini one the size of a credit card to put in your wallet. Or I'm assuming to put in your wallet. I don't know why I didn't pay extra for it, but it was like a credit card-sized replica diploma. Did I ever use it? No. I had no reason for it. But I've never, I don't know if that's a, a normal thing. If other people got the, no, you didn't. Yeah, I, I I figured that was just my school. Again, don't know why. Um, but I have no problem celebrating a win. I don't I don't really see the issue. I mean, look, 
we celebrate milestones. We do it all the time. Um, you know, we'll celebrate someone's 100th win, like in baseball, and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll give them a, we'll give them a baseball, uh, or a signed thing that says congratulations on your 100th win. You'll put something up on the board. You know, win number one to me is significant. Not everybody gets to say they're a head coach of a college football team. And so when you have that opportunity, when you are placed in that situation, um, I believe it is totally okay. But you know what I'd wonder? I would wonder if this person would have said the same thing if it was against Vanderbilt or if it was against Eastern Washington, not Eastern Washington, uh, Western Kentucky. I don't know why directional schools are, are throwing that off was, my that's directions. That's where Shoemaker came from. <laughs> that, that, okay, there, thank you for saving me. Um, or Michigan. Like, if it were any of those three schools, would you be saying differently about being okay with a Powerade shower at that point? And granted, you know, these texts are putting the cart way before the horse because we have no idea that Hawaii is going to win tomorrow. So even just having this conversation just based on people's predictions is, well, it's, it's, it's a little way out in front. Um, but are you just upset because Hawaii's 0-3 and you'd rather not celebrate an individual accomplishment and you'd rather celebrate something that maybe means a little bit more? That's all I'm trying to figure out because I don't understand um, the issue that you would have with it. No, to me, just, you know, Gilm is one. And, um, you know, from, from there, you celebrate the next one at, at 50. And then you celebrate the next one at 100. And you, you, you then set your, then you celebrate after that, celebrate a conference championship uh, whenever that comes around. Coming up at the top of the hour, uh, we'll get into our, uh, our NFL selections. I'm going to give you three. And I'm also going to give you uh, my survivor pick. Uh, so far, if you pay attention to our uh, uh, our com pigskin picks, A, I was the worst. What did I have? Six correct last week. Um, and not everybody played uh, as part of our uh, our VIP group. I don't know where Gary was. Um, he, he didn't play. I don't know why. Um, but I played, and I got, what, 6 out of 16? Horrific start. Horrific. When you had you know guys with 10. But what mattered was my survivor pick was clean because it was just anybody playing the Jets at that point. So uh, I'll share my survivor pick coming up at the top of the next hour and uh, my three games that uh, that I'm willing to throw at you uh, what I see happening in those in those three games in the National Football League season uh, here this weekend and uh, a little bit later on, uh, we're going to talk with James White, who is a, a former New England Patriots running back. He's going to see his former quarterback, Tom Brady, because he'll be in the broadcast booth for uh, Tampa Bay and New Orleans. That's the game on our sister station, CBS 1500, coming up on Sunday. Coverage beginning at 630 uh, that's an intriguing game. Jameis Winston, I believe, is listed as questionable now in that game. Um, and in that NFC South, not as good as I think the South had been a couple of years ago, but still very good. And uh, I, I don't know where that game is going to go. I, I really have no clue. 
So uh, we'll we'll talk about that game coming up in just a little while. All right, Sports Center coming up in a little bit. It is Girl Group Friday. I see some requests coming in. We'll throw some of that out there and our uh, survivor pick. That's next, ESPN Honolulu. I don't know why I'm starting to get a little worried about uh, a, a little a little worried about these picks here on Girl Group Friday. But of course, you know why you're hearing uh, Destiny's Child Survivor right now. My Survivor pick is coming up in minutes as we get ready for NFL Week Two. James White, former New England Patriots running back, will join me coming up just after the bottom of the hour. All of our guests, when they appear, they do so courtesy of our Aloha Kia hotline. Uh, we've been getting, by the way, some uh, some requests on Girl Group Friday. Uh, Lance is listening in. Sup, Lance? It says, uh, play some bangles. Are you allowed to play Manic Monday on Friday? Well, we know the answer. Yes, you're allowed to play Manic Monday on Friday. I mean, there's no rule against that. Nobody's created some stupid law for it. Um, but... Does Manic Monday fit the mood on a Friday? And then uh, we've had a few. Texter from the 798 says, uh, one of those 11 girl group songs should be by either the Go-Go's or Bananarama. Cruel Summer, baby. Oh, I remember Cruel Summer. See that that's going back to uh, to my old days as a hot AC voice tracked uh, disc jockey on radio. Cruel summer. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, one other texter says uh, high school. No, that's a different one. Jeff says, let's "See, read the right ones, Josh." Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. I love rock and roll. That counts. See, it doesn't have to be. Girl Group Friday does not have to be. Uh, and maybe this is because we're on the younger end of the scale. It doesn't have to be all the uh, the poppy stuff or the uh, uh, the most recent versions of it. It can it can have a little rock flair. It can have a little '80s flair. I think it's uh, I think it's allowed. Texture from the seven two six. Hey, it's Sidelines Hawaii. Sub Wilson Phillips. Hold on for one more day. Game day. Yeah, yeah, Wilson Phillips from the 223. Expose is really good. Tanner's now sitting there saying, what's that? <laughs> you didn't know Expose before that text, did you? Yes, no. Rings a bell. It rings a bell? Well, close enough, I guess. Uh, and one more from the 358. Almost anything from Fleetwood Mac. See, now um, now we're getting a little bit of the, 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 the flavor and the flair, and Tanner's like, oh, no. Now, now, you're, now you're making me do work uh, here on this Girl Group Friday. And now, and, and okay, I'm going to be honest. I really lamented it coming in. I, I almost loathed it coming in. But you know, after hearing some of those uh, some of those requests, some of those options, some of those ideas, 
you know, I'm actually kind of liking it. Except for the fact that Fleetwood Mac doesn't count. I, I don't I don't know where Fleetwood Mac came from, from the texter from the 358, but it doesn't count. If it counted, you would have heard it. There, No, well, you had, no, 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 no. You had, like, an offensive coordinator. You had a script. You scripted yeah, out. And, like, I, and like, I knew that Fleetwood Mac didn't count. <laughs> See, well, yeah, your first three songs were kind of like an offensive coordinator's first ten plays. You knew you were going to your standards. You were going to uh, Spice Girls. You were going to Destiny's Child. Hit the easy one. You were one. going to TLC. And then you were going back to Destiny's Child because, well, we had a theme to it. Uh, one more here says uh, Heart. Does that ring a bell, Tanner? Heart. You know? If I really wanted to subject you, I would have played some K-pop. Because unfortunately, right now, modern days, that's like the girl groups now is mostly K-pop. All right. I want to put my program director uh, hat on this one. Um, you know, I have tested those boundaries when being in your seat for uh, Let's Talk Sports with Kadoa Leahy for the, uh, what is it called? The Big Belly Billy Pick of the Week by playing a BTS song that apparently... He doesn't even know it. Even though his wife is a major fan of BTS, I played him the easiest song that he could possibly know, and he said, I don't know what song that is. I've tested the limits of K-pop here. You literally played their most popular song. So That's what I'm saying. I tested the limits of it. I don't think, I think that's just one person. I'm, I'm pulling the program director card. I'm I I've I'm I am going to play to the demo and I'm seeing some really good stuff here in the demo. Uh so uh that that is that is that's that is that that is the one card that I'm pulling. I am leaving everything else here out and open on the table because I am letting the listener just have it today. Uh they've given us this, they've gifted us this via the poll. And we're just going to go with it. All right. um, As promised, seven minutes late, after playing Destiny's Child Survivor, which is supposed to be the lead in, then we just got caught up in this. uh, As promised, my Survivor pick. I am one for one. Because honestly, you should win in week one. You should. You want to know why? Because just take the team who plays the Jets. And then from there, you know, let things go where they go. You just always have to remember that the Jets are your lifeline. Let them be your guide in week one, maybe week two, maybe week three, and maybe week four and beyond, depending on how bad they are. I mean, you're playing Joe Flacco at quarterback. So, of course, um, that was my survivor pick in week one. And uh, with with the Ravens beating the Jets, that worked out really well. So so I'm good there. My week two survivor pick. um, I'm going with Denver over Houston. No, I am going away from the Jets. And you want to know why? Um, It's Cleveland. And Cleveland, to me, is a little bit of a wild card, even though Cleveland's at home. um, According to our... uh, 
uh, ESPNHonolulu.com pigskin pick'em contest. Cleveland's a 94% chance of winning over the New York Jets. At least that's how people kind of pick it. Um, so is Denver over Houston. But Russell Wilson's not losing a second game in a row. And Russell Wilson's not going to put his team in a position where they have to choose what to do in the final minute of the game. Either go for it on fourth and five or kick a 64-yard field goal. Seriously, the fact that, you know, the fact that that happened and we're sitting here four days later lamenting the fact that that still happened is um, is bizarre for one of the best quarterbacks to play this game in the last 25 years. Denver will win. Denver will win by a lot. Uh, Houston's got a tie on its resume. Nothing good ever comes out of that. That's Denver. My uh, my survivor pick this week, uh, I believe we will go to 2-0, and and then we'll see where the chips fall right after that. All right. Um, of the games this week, let me give you a few that uh, uh, that I think you can kind of uh, kind of sink your teeth into a little bit, and uh, whether whether they're close games. We're, one thing to know about uh, when we when we do our our three, our pick three, it's not necessarily the easy ones. I'm just gonna give you three, and you just roll with it. I gave you one, which is Denver and Houston. That's our late game right here on ESPN Honolulu, um, New England and Pittsburgh is, I think, low-key, a monumental game uh, for New England. I don't see, uh, and, and granted, week one, how much do you really learn from week one? I don't see New England as a playoff team right now. Uh, Bill Belichick will probably prove me wrong in the second half of the year. But uh, I think Pittsburgh still has a lot to prove. You know, an, an overtime win doesn't tell me everything. Uh, but I don't, I don't trust in Mitch Trubisky, nor should you. Cleveland Browns fans know all about that. And, uh, I, I mean, I could see Pittsburgh going to 2-0. And if that happens, uh, I, I think we can, we can start putting New, uh, putting New England in that hot seat category of potentially missing the playoffs. Because right now, I, I see out of the East, I see Buffalo winning that division, and I and I do see Miami making it out into the postseason as a wild card team. Uh, you know, Tua is 4-0 against New England, but but New England-Pittsburgh, I see Pittsburgh winning that one uh, by six. I think it will be close throughout. It's going to be, a, to me, a late rushing touchdown that, that probably gives... Uh, Pittsburgh the win. That's a game right here on ESPN Honolulu. That's our early game. Giving you Houston and Denver. Uh, Tampa Bay, New Orleans is the game that we'll we'll save that a little bit later on when we talk with, uh, with, with James White. But the other game, we talked about this a little bit yesterday when we were at the uh, the really big road show at Growler Hawaii on Kapahulu. Um, Minnesota and Philadelphia. Uh, that is the second of the two Monday night football games that is uh, that's the game that I consider the the ultimate show me game because I I know Minnesota trounced Green Bay that was a difficult game to watch that doesn't mean I have to believe in Minnesota when is Kirk Cousins late in a, in, a, in a season giving me reason to believe it's been a, it's been a little while um, and it's week two. So, you know, I'm not I'm not going to jump on the Kirk Cousins train right now. I'm going to wait. 
Uh, I'm going to wait probably half the season to, to figure that out. But I, what I do like, I like Philly. And I'm going to take Philly in this game. Um, I am slowly starting to believe in Jalen Hurts. Um, I like his demeanor and attitude. But you know what? When he's out of the pocket and he's running with the football, um, you know, he's got to be a little bit careful. But I trust him. There are teams taking shots at him. And I see on the phones, we'll get to you in a second. There are teams taking shots at him. And uh, he's just kind of gotten up. He's taken it. and He's moved on. Uh, I like his toughness. You, you had to give Jalen Hurts a little bit of time. You know, he's got that little bit of time. And uh, I, I, I believe Jalen Hurts. Massive take here. Jalen Hurts is a Pro Bowl quarterback this year. That's uh that that's that is my lock here in week two. Jalen Hurts is going to the Pro Bowl. And um I'm not necessarily saying as an alternate. I'm saying he's going as a legitimate Pro Bowl quarterback. John, thank you for calling into the show. How are you this afternoon? Oh, really good. You know, you were mentioned about uh the Packers getting beat by the Vikings and that was hard to watch. As a lifelong Bears fan, I loved it. But I'm sure uh, you did. I and, and, <laughs> Hey, the Bears won and the Packers lost. What more could you ask for? Plus, Aaron Rodgers was in a snarky mood after the game. It's like, uh, boy, there's there's nothing more. But, you know, you're not really giving uh, Minnesota, like, enough credit. There's a lot of guys that are picking them to win the NFL NFC North this year, you know, regardless of what Aaron Rodgers does. It's week one. Um, and, and remember, you're talking to a Green Bay fan who's, uh, you know, a little a little surly right now. Uh, a little salty. I'm a little saltier now, actually. Um, you know, look, Justin Jefferson's great. And Kirk Cousins, I mean, I hope for his sake he gets back to the level that earned him kind of these massive contracts to begin with. But I'm waiting to trust. And I, look, I don't even trust Green Bay. This division's open. I'm, right. I'm not trusting Green Bay to win this division. I'm not trusting Aaron Rodgers. That dude is wonky right now for for lack of a better way of putting it i don't understand the guy um and and i yeah i'm I, you're hinging your division on him uh 5 years ago i'd say great right now not so much but uh i it's it's hard in that division to give true credit to any other team after week 1 just because i think you want to prove it a little bit more bears had to win in the rain minnesota that was a great performance but are you going to see more of those i don't i don't know that i believe in it Hey, you know, as a Bears fan, by the way, I'm kind of thinking that uh, uh, the Packers are a little bit ripe for the picking, so I'm actually kind of looking forward to this game uh, on Sunday because if he's not on the same page with those uh, receivers, I think the Bears can walk out of there with a W. It's very possible. I don't uh, I don't doubt that one bit. Hey, John, thank you for calling in. Appreciate you listening. Our number at 808-296-1420. Uh, you can text us there. You can call us uh, there. Our text line, by the way, the Zephyr Insurance text line. Since we're talking about football, um, I've I've given you my three. I have Denver as my survivor pick. I've got Philly winning on Monday night against Minnesota. By the way, we'll be on late on Monday because we're going to have the Tennessee and Buffalo game, the early Monday night football game. And then uh, I've got Pittsburgh by six hosting New England. So I've got the home team in uh, in all three of those games. And you can watch Monday Night Football, both Tennessee and Buffalo and Minnesota and Philadelphia. You can check them out at the Dixie Grill 
uh, where you can listen and watch the games all at the same time while enjoying some Southern-inspired food, the uh, the popcorn there for free uh, when you watch the game, and the drinks. You can't forget the drinks. That's at the Dixie Grill in IAEA. Great place to watch the game with friends or by yourself or how, however. Just go there and watch the games. Uh, we'll check on traffic here in just a moment. We'll come back get some more of your texts on this uh, girl group Friday. I don't even know where we're going next with this. This is ESPN Honolulu. See, we uh, we listen to the people. This is uh, I, I'm. Uh, making sure this is the Bananarama version. This is not the Ace of Base version because Ace of Base is not a girl group. Uh, but Bananarama taking us back to London. See, we hit the 80s here on, uh, on, on Girl Group Friday. Uh, sports animals here on ESPN Honolulu at 92.7 FM and uh, 14.20 AM. We'll hit traffic coming up uh, in just a little bit. As uh, we know, we're starting to see some rain pick up in some areas. It's clouding up in downtown Honolulu. You heard uh, uh, Malin just a moment ago uh, mention uh, a little bit of traffic, especially if you're in Iaea, Moanalua area. Yeah, definitely pay attention as uh, as you're making the drive. Trey is texting in as we uh, we hit the NFL theme, and uh, we'll we'll go to these uh, uh, we'll we'll go to the Aloha Kia guest line coming up in a bit. Josh, do you think number one? The New York Giants can go 2-0 with a win against Carolina. No. I think the Giants will lose uh, against Carolina this weekend. Uh, Baker Mayfield's going to get his win. Uh, We'll see a better day from Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Carolina will win. Giants don't trust. Will Alan Lazard step up and be the new Devontae Adams for Aaron Rodgers? Eventually, yeah, I I think so. Uh, You have to give that a little bit of time. So, you know, give it a few more weeks, but I say yes. And three, can Tua win in Baltimore? That's Trey's other question. Can he win in Baltimore? Yes. Will he win in Baltimore? No. Uh, I have Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens winning uh, as, uh, as, as they face off with one another. And it has nothing to do with Tua, so I don't want to hear people going there. It has everything to do with Lamar Jackson. I am, uh, I, I am number one on the Lamar Jackson bandwagon. Uh, I believe he is the MVP that this league uh, deserves and needs, and he is playing for a potential mega, mega contract or a franchise tag uh, at the end of the year. Uh, Lamar Jackson and Baltimore, they're winning. Uh, thank you, Trey, for uh, for tuning in. Don't forget, after uh, the high school games Friday and Saturday night, check out our digital platforms for the Scoring Live ESPN Honolulu scoreboard. It is brought to you by uh, uh, our good friends at BMW of Honolulu, Kid City, and Ron D. Solar Services. Surf and Sports Center next. I had to make sure that uh, when Tanner played this, this was not since you know we this is this is Girl Group Friday. Uh, this is not Diana Ross. This is Diana Ross and the Supremes. We have to make sure we we had that correct. This could have worked last week in uh, on Motown Friday. 
Uh, you didn't have enough tunes to pull out on Motown Friday. So it, it, it works out here. Nicely done, Tanner. Uh, we've got more to throw in because we've had so many people amazingly want to throw in songs from girl groups uh, on a on a Friday afternoon. I guess it's helping them get through in some areas some some gnarly traffic and some wet weather. That's what we're here for. Uh, it is the Sports Animals. I'm Josh Pacheco. Chris Hart and Gary Dickman will see you Monday morning. Uh, this is ESPN Honolulu at 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. All of our guests, they appear via the Aloha Kia hotline. Uh, yesterday, I spoke with former New England Patriots running back James White, who will be on the broadcast of Tampa Bay and New Orleans on our sister station, CBS 1500, coverage at 630. And, uh, you know, I first asked him about New Orleans. And watching Jameis Winston, he helps engineer a comeback win against the Atlanta Falcons yesterday. What has he seen in the maturity and growth of Jameis Winston since uh, being a New Orleans Saint? I think he's really maturing into the player that you know, everybody thought he could be. Um, not turning the ball over, didn't turn, didn't turn it over last week. Um, being decisive, making the plays, being a leader, which everybody knows he is. And he just second year in the season, showing that command of the offense. I think everybody in the organization believes in him, and I think that's helping him out a lot too. It's certainly helpful that Michael Thomas is back, and when you you've got Thomas, you've got Jarvis Landry. Uh, you've got a, a running game with, with Kamara and Ingram. Uh, those are certainly a lot of weapons you can trust. And, and if Thomas can stay healthy a- along with Jarvis Landry, uh, that can be a dynamic tandem to throw to. Uh, 100%. He definitely has a lot more weapons than he did last year you know, before he got hurt and everything. And they have an explosive offense that they can go out there and put it all together. And they have that defense, which we know what they can do. Um, you know, they started a little slow last week, but... I know they'll get better and better in every week, but they have a complete football team. If they go out and execute uh, for four quarters, they can be a very dangerous team. And you can't forget Taysom Hill. Uh, however, yeah. they decide to use Definitely. Taysom Hill. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's your, he's their leading rusher on, on four carries. You can use him in a number of different ways. Um, I've always been I, – I get critical sometimes of coaches and how they use quarterbacks in, in a situation where they come in. Are they predictable is it not predictable um, for you when you see Taysom Hill in the game? Is it predictable that you know what's going to happen, or do you feel like there is still an element of surprise that, that that you always have to account for? I think there's still an element of surprise. They do so many different things with them, whether it's actually a drop back pass, whether it's read option, whether it's just a quarterback run. There's there's so many different things you can do. He lines up at tight end as well, so. They do a good job of mixing things up and kind of keeping the defense off balance when he comes into the game. And that's why he's able to create these big plays like every week. It's, the defense doesn't know what to expect when he steps out on the field. We're talking with James White here on ESPN Honolulu at 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. You'll hear him as a part of the call of the uh, New Orleans-Tampa Bay game on our sister station, CBS 1500, which means... Uh, you get to see your former quarterback in uh, in Tom Brady playing in a in a Bucks uniform. Uh, remind us of what that was like uh, taking taking handoffs from him uh, in the what seven years in New England and I think what six with Tom. R- r- remind us what that was like. Man, it, was a, it was a blessing uh, to be able to come into an organization like that first and foremost, and to you know <clears throat> have a quarterback like Tom Brady. 
he had so many so much success already in his career and to see the work that he's putting in on a daily basis, competing in practice, dialed in in meetings, taking care of his body as a young guy coming to that building, you want to emulate a guy like that because he's had so much success and you want what he has, a successful career. So for myself, just watching him, you know, I wasn't playing my rookie year. I only played in three games. So just watching all the things he did, um, like I said, on and off the football field, helped me become a better player because I do. If I wanted to step into the huddle with him, I had to be on my stuff. Or otherwise, I was going to keep watching. So um, it was a, a blessing for me. How do you think he's doing it at, at this age? Um, you know, he is mid forties. How, how do you think? Because I mean, I'm sure you got to see his routine and, and all that. How do you think he's been able to keep this up? I mean, his mind sharp, his arm still good. And I think that's all you need a quarterback. I mean, he's not a runner, so you don't really have to worry about that. He he runs when he needs to, and he gets a few yards that he gets down. But his mind sharp. He's making the right reads. He's seen every defense possible. And like I said, if you're playing at such a high level, still, I mean, he had his like best year last year, going over like 5,300 yards and 47 touchdowns, which is pretty crazy. He's still playing at 45. So it's gonna be a crazy year. You know, he he unretired, so some some fire was lit up under him. You know, for however long it was, two months or whatever it is. So he's gonna be definitely fired up this season to go out and, and show something, even though he has nothing to prove. I got it. Tap into your running back knowledge and and look at Leonard Fournette, uh, who had 127 yards last week. And uh, I I know there were concerns about him coming into this season, but I I'd I feel pretty confident in saying that uh, I know he's dealing with a hamstring injury. But outside of that, any of those concerns coming into this season with Leonard Fournette probably gone after watching him last week. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, everybody's making the the fat jokes or whatever all off season. I think. The joke's on them now. Um, you know, he's he's showing he's still the same player that he is. He's, I mean, he's always been a bigger guy, but he's powerful. He's explosive. You know, he's gotten better with running routes and catching the ball in the backfield ever since, you know, playing with Tom. You're going to have to be able to do that because he loves using his running back. So he's definitely evolved, and he's, I think he's in for a big year, especially with, you know, the Tampa Bay offensive line being banged up a little bit. Those guys that filled in, they were really good at, at run blocking. As you can see, he had the 127 yards. So I think they're going to be more reliant on the, the running game more and more this year. Former NFL running back James White joining us here on ESPN Honolulu at 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. You'll hear him Sunday, uh, Bucks and Saints on our sister station, CBS 1500. Let's go through some games that uh, I know you're going to be keeping your eye on as you're calling that game on Sunday. Bears and Packers, uh, Chicago wins in a, in a rainy matchup against San Francisco in week one. Green Bay offensively, I don't really know the best words to describe the lack of offense from uh, from Green Bay in week one. What sticks out to you as this game gets ready to go in the early slate on Sunday? Well, division games are always tough. You know, you know the Bears are coming off a, a big win for them, and they I feel like going into every game this year, nobody would really expect the Bears to be a favorite. and pretty much, I would say, none of the games. So, for them to get that win versus a, a team that everybody possibly expects to go into the playoffs and, you know, disrupt Trey Lance, I think that was huge for them. So, they're going to be riding high, you know, playing Green Bay this week. You know, Green Bay's offense, you know, they looked a little lackluster. They didn't seem like any of those guys were on the same page with Aaron Rodgers. and going to get that up to speed because, I mean, this division might be pretty competitive with the Vikings as well. They, they looked good last week playing against the Packers. So, 
those guys got to get it going, which I know, you know, Aaron Rodgers will get those young receivers up to speed because they say he, he has aspirations of showing that he's still a, you know, Super Bowl caliber quarterback. So I said it's going to be an interesting game because those division games always get tough. Speaking of Super Bowl caliber quarterbacks, you've got one in Lamar Jackson in Baltimore and one that uh, is wanting to show that he is one in Miami in Tuatonga Vailoa. Dolphins and Ravens is also in that early slot. I know that's a game that piques your interest as we get ready for that early slot on Sunday. Uh, what's so fascinating about this matchup? Well, I think what's fascinating is the last time they played, I know the um, Dolphins ran a lot of blitz zero against the Ravens, and they didn't really have a plan for it. And I think they didn't really make any adjustments. They just kept getting sacked and hitting Lamar Jackson as much as possible. So I think I'm sure they have a plan for it this time, and the Dolphins will, you know, show blitz zero and, you know, jab out of it and all things of that nature. So I'm kind of interested to see what's going to be the game plan for each team, what's going to be a little bit of a chess match because I know the Ravens are expecting to see some similar things. But I think the Dolphins are going to – switch it up on them, and I said, I'm excited to watch Lamar Jackson all season long. Um, I said, everybody's talking about his contract issues, and he's just ready to go out there and play ball, so he's a, a MVP-type player, and you know, Tua going up against a good defense in the Ravens, he's still going out there to, to prove himself as well, to show that he's a franchise quarterback, so he has the weapons around him, the office of coach, and it seems like everybody in that organization really believes in him, so he's got to go out there every week and you know, use those guys around and lean on them and go out there and make plays. All right, last one I know you're interested in, uh, your former team, the New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I, I guess what I'm most interested in this game, um, it, it seems like a lot of people are, are really looking at the kind of challenges that, that Bill Belichick and that staff, and that's and he's got a, a veteran coaching staff around him, are having to uh, to, to work through this year. What do you see uh, from that coaching staff as far as what they're having to do to try to get the most out of their football team? Well, I think they're just trying to put the players in the best position to succeed. Um, I said putting lining guys up in the right position, running the right schemes, and allowing people to do the things that they do best. And I think they have a lot of talent on that team. I think it's a very underrated football team. Obviously, the offense has to get it going and you know be more consistent. I have all the Emmys and having the turnovers and things of that nature if they want to be able to compete and, and make a playoff push. So it's going to be a very, very good game. Um, every time Steelers pass play, you can expect a hard-nosed football game. Two tough teams, two good coaches. Usually comes down to the last possession or the fourth quarter. So I mean, two teams that are trying to show that they can compete in the AFC. James White, you'll be on the call on uh, Sunday of Bucks and Saints. It's on our sister station, CBS 1500, on a very busy day in week two in the National Football League. James, I appreciate your time. Thank you. That was uh, that was James White. Uh, talked to him yesterday. Uh, he joined us via the Aloha Kia hotline here on ESPN Honolulu at 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. All right, let's not waste any time. Let's get to the M. Dyer Global scoreboard brought to you by M. Dyer Global, moving Hawaii into the future. A couple of key uh, storylines in several sports. Let's start in college football, specifically in the Mountain West. Wyoming has a 17-14 lead on Air Force. Uh, they're in a key review right now with 141 to go. Air Force just used its final timeout, and that was a key review because they're going to have a second down. There is a chance that Air Force could get the ball back, but it is very, very slim. Titus Wentz run for over 100 yards, uh, and Wyoming has a three-point lead. They just need a first down to be able to run it out. 
And uh, in in the nobody cares stat uh, here, uh, an Air Force loss means the number one team in my uh, Mountain West power rankings loses for the second consecutive week because it happened to Fresno State last week. So uh, we're paying very close attention to that game. Uh, second one for Wyoming. Air Force's defense is going to have to uh, stiffen up here. We're also watching Major League Baseball. Albert Pujols has just hit home run. Well, not just hit. Within the last uh, 15 minutes or so. Hits home run number 698 to tie the game uh, for St. Louis against Cincinnati. Reds have taken the lead, though. 5-4, top of the seventh inning. Uh, and meantime, Jordan Alvarez has three home runs for the Houston Astros today. Astros lead Oakland 5 nothing top of the eighth inning. And we're watching Mili Lani, the uh, number three team in the state, according to the Scoring Live Power Rankings. Mili Lani is at modern day and right now winning. It is 7-0 Mili Lani, 8.49 to go in the first half. Actually, modern day has now just tied it on a, a Nathaniel Frazier 53-yard run. Kingston Samuela with a one-yard run for Mili Lani that got the Trojans on the board. But it is a 7-7 game. 8-10 to go first half. They're playing that game at St. John Bosco, which is the site of uh, tomorrow's Kahuku St. John Bosco game, which we will preview uh, coming up next hour. Also coming up next hour, University of Hawaii football tickets. We're going to be giving those away to our final pair of tickets for Hawaii and Duquesne. That's your M. Dyer Global scoreboard brought to you by M. Dyer Global. Always on the move. All right, uh, coming up, we'll get through your text messages. We've gotten a ton here on uh, on Girl Group Friday, uh, but we want to tell you about our University of Hawaii football road game viewing parties. Make your plans early because next Saturday, uh, we hope to see you at Big City Diner at Windward Mall for the Hawaii-New Mexico State game. Uh, Arnold Martinez and I will see you at noon for countdown to kickoff. Kickoff is just after 2 p.m. Uh, make sure you join us with the Mega Modelos on special for 7 bucks. We got our prize giveaways, including the one we continue to work on for the end of the year, which is that trip to Las Vegas. Thank you to Paradise Beverages, Diotani Produce, and uh, Coca-Cola, and uh, so many more of our great friends, uh, Modelo Especial as well, for making these uh, University of Hawaii road game viewing parties happen. Uh, traffic, it's a... Uh, Busy and wet Friday. Let's get an update on traffic here. You are listening to the Sports Animals. I'm Josh Pacheco. This is ESPN Honolulu. Yeah, Girl Group Friday continues. This is the Sports Animals here on ESPN Honolulu at 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. Tanner Hayward said he never heard of this song before. Well, this is, I, I feel like, um, you know how every day they say when you go to work, you should feel like you leave the office feeling like you learned something. Um, definitely nothing on the tools of the trade today. Just that you learned that Manic Monday from the Bengals exists. Uh, that is that is what we're here for. We, we aim to serve. Uh, happy for Craig Bull, the uh, the Wyoming, Wyoming head coach. Cowboys run out the clock moments ago, uh, defeating the Air Force Academy 17 to 14. I just I have one issue, and and we're in disagreement here in the studio. I am not a fan of students running onto the field after most wins, if not all wins. Sorry, call me Mister No Fun Guy. Um, 
you beat Air Force. It's not like you beat a top 25 team. It's not like you beat um, Boise. You beat Air Force. Okay? It's week three. I don't like the idea of rushing the field in beating Air Force. And um, also, in respect to Air Force, I don't believe in rushing the field when you beat one of the service academies. Okay? It was a hard-fought game. Show some respect for the guys on the other side. Uh, yes, they lost. Yeah, you won. But this is this is not a game where you run out of the stands and you hang out on the field. But don't give me the crying face. Don't give me the, and, and later, don't you give me the Jordan emoji on Twitter. This this is the kind of thing that waters down all of the students leaving the stands to go on the field, all several hundred, by the way. It wasn't like a full house or anything. But this is the kind of thing that waters it down. If you're going to do it, make it meaningful. It's not my fault, and it's not Air Force's fault, that you're considering that a meaningful win. <laughs> Texter from the 798. Oh, I love this. You're no fun guy. Have you ever lived in Wyoming? They don't have much to celebrate, bro. No, that's not nice. You think that I texted that? Because that's exactly I, what I said off air. No, Trey texted that. Unless, unless. Oh no, you, I was saying you. You would think that I was the one that said that. Right. I said that like word for word. Uh, unless you are the alias Trey. You gonna admit that now? Are, are we, we going to open up to something here, Tanner? Trey? I actually, I, I would like to visit Wyoming. Um, you know, I've, I have I would like to see more of the world. You're the first person to ever say that, I think. Because I've never been there. And I'm not going to knock a place if I haven't been there. Okay? Um, I'd, like, I'd like to see a little bit of a colder weather. Um, I kind of like colder weather. Yeah, I, I'd like to check it out. I don't know how much there is to do, but I can tell you this much. If I've never been there, I will find something to do. So, yeah, I'll take a trip to Wyoming. I'm not going to knock that place. Texter from the 343. Josh, you act like you were never a college-age kid. It's fun, and these kids are in college. Give them a break. Yeah, remember? remember I'm sorry, but you do, don't you remember... When storming the court and storming the field was meant to, it meant something. Like, and, and trust me, I don't think that the people who work at the stadium really want that to happen. I don't think they like the experience of seeing everybody just kind of uh, jump over the stands, be on the field, and do whatever they want. You can be a college age kid and you can have fun. But sometimes, uh, no. Texture from the 798. Two words about fun in Wyoming. Cow tipping. <laughs> Look, I've never been there. I'm not going to knock it. I'd like to see it for myself, then form an opinion. Can't be that bad, right? Uh, one more hour to go. <laughs> this is Those are famous last words. <laughs> This is the Sports Animals. We've got Sports Center coming up next.
I did not expect this today on Girl Group Friday. Nicely done. Salt, Peppa, and DJ Spinderella, also known as Salt and Peppa. It is Girl Group Friday. If you're just tuning in, if you're wondering what, uh, we we put our, our Friday musical selections to a vote on Twitter. And this is what it came out of. Uh, Girl Group Friday. And you know what? I have kind of liking it the way uh, the way this has turned this has actually been kind of a lot of fun we've gotten some good uh, good requests in as well uh our zephyr insurance text line is at 808-296-1420 i'm glad we've gone from we've gotten salt and peppa in we've gotten the bangles in not the bangles the bangles uh, we've gotten some good stuff in here. We got we got a few more that we'll throw in here over the course of the next hour. Uh, all of our guests, when they appear, they do so courtesy of the Aloha Kia hotline. What do we have a little bit later on? Jamie Holloway is going to stop by uh, just after the bottom of the hour. Uh, he's going to call the game between St. John Bosco and uh, Kahuku tomorrow. And so we'll get a little bit of a preview. We'll talk a little bit about St. John Bosco. Uh, Mililani is playing there at St. John Bosco against Modern Day. Uh, was up seven to nothing. They've given up a couple of scores since it's fourteen seven modern day, uh, under three to go in quarter number two. So uh, we're 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 watching that one closely while that one's going on, and uh, uh, kind of the the Mountain West preview. We already know one game that's final. Uh, we'll go through the Mountain West preview coming up in uh, in, in just a few moments with uh, Wyoming defeating Air Force seventeen to fourteen. And yes, my complaint that that was worthy of the students running onto the field there in Laramie, which has led to honestly the best of texts. Texter from the three five four. Have you been to North Korea? Now, I, I, I guess I guess we have to get to the backstory. I said, and this is this has become a thing farther than me complaining about storming the field against air force. And I storming the field is, well, it wasn't that much of a storm, but just being there in the first place. Um, some people have said, well, what else are you going to do? And I said, I don't know, but I, people make it seem like Wyoming's a place you don't want to go to. And I'm saying I've never been there. I don't want to knock it until maybe I get a chance to go one day in my life. And get an opportunity to to see it and judge it for myself. What people don't know, and I and I guess people don't know it now because I've traveled a lot in the last um, two and a half three years. Uh, you know, I've been on the on the road beat for baseball now for the last couple of years. Uh, I don't know how many Vegas trips I've gotten in now in the last uh, the last twelve to to sixteen months. The um, you know I got to fill in on volleyball got to uh, fill in on on men's basketball. What people don't realize is before I've started traveling as much as I have here, um, you know, to do a lot of these games, I didn't travel much at all. Um, and, and the backstory on that, for, for those that don't know, my family's not big on travel. Um, my mom is afraid of flying. I have a sister who's afraid of flying. And I don't know and I've, I've never really asked like where it came from but um, you know my, my dad flew a lot and for a lot of different things but I never went a lot of it was for work I didn't really fly all that much 
And so getting to travel, like, you know, when I, when I first got into this business, um, when I did UH Hilo games and I did, um, we would do some state tournament games that were up here, you know, traveling from, from Hilo up here was kind of like the extent of it. And, uh, you know, making the drive out to La EA, uh, doing the games at BYU Hawaii, you know, that was, that was it. And I got comfortable doing that. And then that kind of went away. Um, but never really traveled that much outside of here. So, you know, people don't realize, you know, my last two and a half, three years, I've gotten in all this travel that I would have never thought I would have, I would have had before. Um, and I've started to collect all the states that I've, I've been in now. Um, Oregon, when I did the uh, Hawaii men's basketball game at Oregon and the, and the Rainbow Wahine basketball game at, at, at Oregon State. California, a bunch. Uh, Washington, funny story about that. I was only there just because uh, the, the cheapest flight to get to San Diego was to fly to Seattle, then to San, uh, fly to Seattle, then to uh, uh, San Diego. That's yeah, how, how it happened. Arizona, Utah, uh, Nevada, Texas, New Mexico. I've collected all these states, and really it's all been in like the last three to five years. Before that, I never really traveled. So when I say, yeah, I, I'd like to see what Wyoming's like. I'd like to see what Laramie's like because I don't know. But I'm open to it because I have been so open to travel recently and seeing all these new places and finding all these places that have good Thai food. Uh, and all that stuff that, you know, I, why not? That's why I've taken the don't knock it till you try it technique on travel. Uh, Trey's calling in here at 808-296-1420. What's up, Trey? Hey, Josh. I, I, I got to save you, man. You know, I agree with you 99% of the time. I'll send in the text and everything. But as a guy that was born in Colorado, lived in Denver, my life military, and, and I love the state of Hawaii. I love being here. Man, you are not missing anything <laughs> by missing on Wyoming, brother. There's nothing there. Literally, there is nothing. It's like a state. Two escalators in the entire state, man. There's nothing there. There's, I'm surprised they even have a team. So for them to celebrate by running on the field, and I'm Air Force, so them celebrating, good for them because that's literally all they have. There's nothing there. Yeah, trust me. You don't need to go. Jackson Hole, kind of cool. There's some fishing up there. You can do some cow tipping, but trust me, stay in Hawaii, travel to any other state you want to go. Wyoming, you can miss out on. It's all good. <laughs> good to know. Trey, thank you for calling in. Appreciate you listening. I, You know what I, I guess that we need now to balance this out? Uh, I'm, I'm all uh, – I'm all equal time guy. You know, we're, we're in political season, right? So I'm all for equal time. Um, is there anybody from Wyoming who's listening in that wants to defend their state at this point in time outside of the usual Jackson Hole, Wyoming destination? Is there anybody here listening that wants to defend what has been said about not needing to go, you're not missing anything, all of that? I'm trying to play this as um, a curious potential traveler, and all I'm getting is just people just knocking it. If you've been there, fine. If you haven't been there, I don't know. 
not totally fair. All, all I've gotten here recently via the text line, by the way, uh, when we brought up Wyoming, it's been cow tipping. Texter from the 223. They may have cow pie toss contests, like frisbeeing it. No thanks. <laughs> I mean, it gets cold in the winter. So, you know, that doesn't sound too unbelievable. That does not sound not believable. And, and no. And, and you know what? I, I do like cold weather. Um, I, I like uh, when it gets cold here, I like it. So, so cold weather's cold weather's good for me. Tanner, of course, on Twitter says, quote of the year, I want to go to Laramie, Josh on the radio. Look, man, I am, I'm open, okay? Texter from the 721, no good Thai food in Wyoming. <laughs> uh, I, you know, that's, that's probably fair. Ben, okay. Ben has been to Wyoming or has lived in Wyoming. You're from Wyoming. Ben, is that correct? Uh, not from Wyoming, but lived there a while. Okay. All right. Um, are you, are you willing to defend the people knocking Wyoming here? Uh, I'm willing to defend Wyoming, not not the people mocking it. Okay, good. <laughs> I think that's um, what I that's what I so, meant. It just came out wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. Um, what I what I didn't hear is what when is the when is the game? Oh well, Wyoming comes here this year, uh, but oh, okay. I think All Wyoming right. so goes back next year. Uh, I think okay, yeah, next it. year. I don't think we have the date for next year. Right. Right. Okay, well, if it's if it's November or December and you're in Cheyenne, it's pretty windy, pretty dry, pretty cold, and not a lot of what some callers have said is pretty accurate. But if you can, if the game is like in October, if you have any time to get up to Yellowstone, that's like the best place in the world if you like any kind of wilderness at all. And like the guy who called a minute ago is talking about the fishing. Fishing's awesome. The landscapes are incredibly broad and huge, um, and the people are great. Plus, even though the speed limit is probably seventy, everybody drives ninety, <laughs> and the cops won't pull cops won't pull you over because there's just nothing. There is not a lot out there. I'm not I'm not going to endorse just, that. No, no, I'm, I wouldn't either. But I've seen it happen. I okay. That. Okay. Good. Okay. So, see, this is you know, I I I I like um, the pride in the place that you've lived, and you know, I I just I don't believe in knocking the place immediately. Um, you know, if I get a chance to go one day in my life, you know, cool, and and uh, I want to give it that chance before, you know, doing what what everybody's just kind of done to it. Uh, you know, here in the here in the last couple of segments. So I, I appreciate you uh, giving us the other side. Yeah, another place. If you have, I don't know if you're gonna have time to do this, but Cody, Wyoming is a pretty cool cowboy town. A lot of Western history, a couple of museums that are worth looking at. Um, so it's not like it's going to the moon. Okay. Um, so anyway, thanks. By the way, how's how's call. your uh, how's your windshield wipers right now? Yeah, they're pretty squeaky. Sorry, man. <laughs> no, it's 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 okay. Just stay safe. Drive safely out there. Uh, we appreciate you calling in. It's uh, it, it's pretty wet outside. It's starting to rain here in downtown Honolulu. There is a uh, flood warning, uh, flood advisory, 
uh, up until 6.30, mostly for Central and Windward Oahu. So I don't know what part of the island uh, he's calling from. But uh, uh, I could tell, based on hearing the windshield wipers, either one of two things. One, he left his windshield wipers on, even though it's not raining where he is, because that can happen. I've done it. Or two, you might need to change the windshield wipers, uh, especially if you want to pass your next safety. Texter from the 798. Oh, no. Oh, no. Josh, do you know what else is windy, dry, and cold besides Gary Dickman? Antarctica and Wyoming. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I feel How come so Gary bad needs here. to catch a stray I, here. I know. Well, don't do that to my boy Gary Dickman. Man, he didn't deserve that one. He's not here to defend himself. He's working right now. In fact, he, he's not even listening right now. He's working, and I'm sure what's going to happen is uh, sports animal show correspondent Ben Benjamin is probably going to text him and say, "Hey, uh, dude, just called you," and I quote. Windy, dry, and cold via text message. Don't do that to him. You don't deserve that. Gary's doing the morning show on like four hours of sleep every day. Just give him a break. Uh, we'll go to break here. We'll, we'll, we'll get through the Mountain West. What we expect from the Mountain West Conference coming up in a moment. First, we want to remind you, Monday night football at the Dixie Grill. Make sure you check it out because uh, there are two games this weekend, so there's even even you know a lengthier amount of time for you to have some great Southern-inspired food, some really cold drinks, uh, the popcorn for free when you're there checking out the game, and really just good people to watch the game with. Two games, you got Tennessee and Buffalo, and then you got Minnesota and Philadelphia. Uh, so check the games out. Monday Night Football, obviously every Monday, at the Dixie Grill. Uh, check it out. Traffic here on what is a wet and busy a Friday on the roads. This is the Sports Animals. I'm Josh Pacheco. You're listening to ESPN Honolulu. Jeff, this one's for you. Joe and Jen and the Black Hearts. I love rock and roll. Taking you through uh, Girl Group Friday here on the Sports Animals on ESPN Honolulu at 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. Coming up, uh, we'll look ahead. Uh, Kahuku, St. John Bosco. We'll talk with uh, our good friend Jamie Holloway, who uh, calls the games for St. John Bosco. They do something, uh, well, a lot of places on the mainland for high school games. Uh, the schools have broadcast teams. The schools have like these rights agreements. It's not like the league. So it's a, it's a, a little bit different here, uh, which I like personally. Uh, but uh, Jamie does the games for St. John Bosco. We'll talk with him coming up uh, about 10 minutes here on ESPN Honolulu at 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. Uh, let's go through the Mountain West slate. There is already a game that has gone final today, and that is uh, Wyoming beating Air Force. That's kind of thrown, that, that's definitely thrown a wrench in uh, what our Mountain West power rankings will look like when uh, when we unveil them Monday after the first of two Monday night football games. We're going to be on a little bit later on Monday. Uh, 
the meaningful games that we've got for you coming up uh, this weekend, uh, I'll give you UNLV North Texas. UNLV is a favorite at home, uh, but it's really, I mean, it's it's really an even play. They're a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, North Texas can throw the football down the field. They're two-and-one. Um, but you know what? Uh, the game that the, the the games that I'm most intrigued by, I'll start with Nevada at Iowa. Iowa's a 23 point favorite. That's the most ridiculous thing I've heard all season. Um, Iowa can't score. I mean, it might take Iowa three more games to get to 23 points. I don't know how you can believe that Iowa's a 23 point favorite against Nevada. This one's easy. Um, I'm taking Nevada to win. Forget the points. Um, I've got Nevada surviving after last weekend where uh, where, where Nevada had uh, uh, lost to uh, Incarnate Word. By the way, over under of 39 and a half. So you're saying I was a 23-point favorite in an OU of 39 and a half. That's silly. Uh, take the under on both and take Nevada. Um, I'm looking at San Diego State at number 14, Utah. San Diego State did get uh, its first win last weekend. Uh, Utah's 1-1, one and, one, and Utah's a 21-point favorite. Uh, I'm taking San Diego State because I don't think San Diego State's going to lose by 21 points. I'm taking the under on that. Um, and then Fresno State at USC, the number seven team in the nation, the, uh, the, the USC Trojans. I don't expect Fresno State to win. I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way. But... Um, I can see Fresno State hanging around for the first three quarters. Uh, I, I I am a believer that Fresno State is still the best team in this conference long term. And uh yeah, I I could see I could I could see Fresno State being within two scores by the time you get to the fourth quarter, and then USC just kind of pulling away from there. That's the late game. It kicks off at four thirty. Of course, everything leading up to uh, Hawaii and Duquesne with the 6 o'clock kick from the Clarence T.C. Ching Athletics Complex. All right, uh, we'll, check on, uh, we'll check on traffic here. we got a Sports Center update coming up in a little bit, and uh, we'll preview St. John Bosco and, uh, and Mililani. Not Mililani, uh, St. John Bosco and Kahuku. Mililani's playing right now. Uh, that's coming up next. This is ESPN Honolulu, 92.7 FM and 1420 AM, where all of our guests, as we'll go next, they appear via the Aloha Kia hotline. Dog John, nah, nah. Say my name, say my name. No one is around you. Say, baby, I love you. You ain't one in game. Say my name, say my name. I thought we were on a really good roll with uh, with Girl Group Friday. I didn't. I didn't think we were gonna go here. We were. We were hitting like a rock mode. We were kind of going 80s. We were kind of mixing it up a little bit. I guess we've gone back to the beginning a little bit. That's kind of cool. It is uh, as the fans have voted. Our Friday today is uh, Girl Group Friday here on the Sports Animals on ESPN Honolulu at 92.7 FM and 14:20 AM. Uh, this is a fun weekend of uh, Hawaii high school football teams. Going on the road, uh, you've got uh, Kamehameha, who is at Liberty. You've got Mililani, who is losing right now at Modern Day, or at uh, St. John Bosco, taking on Modern Day, uh, losing 21-7 to right now at half. Uh, one of the games that I know a lot of people are talking about, I was watching a video on this from, uh, from Max Preps earlier, 
is uh, Kahuku and uh, one of the, the top teams in the country in St. John Bosco. Uh, Jamie Holloway covers St. John Bosco. Uh, he's also, I got to meet him as the uh, radio voice for CSU Bakersfield Baseball. And uh, Jamie joins us now here on ESPN Honolulu as all of our guests appear courtesy of the Aloha Kia Hotline. Um, you know, obviously, high school football is big where you are, and you don't necessarily need some of these outer state, out of state type matchups to uh, really inflate, you know, every big game that St. John Bosco plays in. But describe kind of the mood around this one tomorrow. Well, Josh, thanks for having me on. Um, I think for this matchup, it's kind of like a new challenge because in the last half decade or so, it's been sort of difficult for uh, Bosco to find uh, what's the the nice way of saying it. Um, More competition. I mean, you almost feel like Alabama against Utah State the past couple of years in preseason, no offense to Utah State, but – and so having a team like Kahuku, who's a reigning state champion, they they have worked their way up as Bosco had in this past decade, in which they were at one point they were five and five in twenty ten, and now they're number one team in the country. So it's a lot of similarities. They're built uh, with their men up front as Kahuku is, and so is Bosco with all their linemen on, on the side of the, of the uh, football. So. Um, we're excited for it. We're looking forward to a good game uh, here at Panish Family Stadium here uh, tomorrow night. Also kind of interesting. I mean, you've got that, that modern-day game there, too. So, I mean, St. John Bosco has kind of been the hub for what is this, like, you know, Hawaii versus uh, California matchups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they call it out here the, uh, the Trinity League versus the USA Showcase. Okay. I mean, but it's basically California versus Hawaii and what it feels like. Uh, we saw San Maria play last year against some team in, I want to say, you know, in, in Dallas, but it wasn't even close. So they kind of said, let's go with a different state, and that happened to be Hawaii. So, uh, and Boston has played, as you may recall, Josh, uh, St. Louis the past couple of years back in the early 2010s, and also uh, Milani uh, back in 2018 and 2019. And also they played, I believe, Kamehameha uh, in 2008, a few years back. Uh, so they have some experience playing against some teams that are from uh, across the island. You know, we know that St. John Bosco brings um, a number of top talented players, uh, you know, in in all areas of the field. But if you had to, if you had to give me one area of the field, secondary, quarterback, et cetera, that you would want me or our listeners to key on when they watch St. John Bosco play, what area is that? That's a great question. Um, if you asked me this question last year, I would have said a quarterback uh, because the quarterback is what drove uh, these Bosco teams the last couple of years. I'm not saying not the case this year. Pierce Clark's going to Louisville next year, a great quarterback in his own right. Um, but if I had to give you one side of the ball or one, I guess, specific portion of the field or if we were to look at, I would say the uh, – the D line, um, you have uh, a almost a hockey line check of, of guys who can you know stop the run, uh, get a uh, rush to pass. They had seven sacks in Oregon last week, so that they basically run the defense uh, when they're on you know when they're doing their best. The whole defense is basically 
you know, a nightmare to, to, to deal with because, you know, everything begins up front. And so when you have guys who can rush the, the passer in, in less than three seconds or less, and then you have guys who can stop the run with Waka Hansen, a new player from Servite in the offseason. Uh, you have, you know, a, a couple of freshmen making an impact, Max Amasio, who's played really well this year. Um, you also have Mateo at the other at the strong end, who's a senior now in his third year playing defensive end. Uh, great player in his own right. I would say the D line for sure. Tell me a little bit since we're, we're we're talking about the D line. I know one of the players that got a lot of attention um, was Sua Lefotu, and uh, you know had uh, there was a story that was done earlier this year. He had a bunch of scholarship offers. He had he had more scholarship offers than games played. Uh, at, right. at the high school level, that's a that's an intriguing story, right? So Sua, he's actually from of all places, he's actually, he's actually from Bakersfield mm-hmm. uh, originally, and he transferred down uh, prior to last season, and he's been he's been hurt, but you cannot, as you know, Josh, you cannot teach size. I mean, he's six four, all six four, and turn the pounds, and he can move when he's healthy. And so when he goes to camps and he goes to, you know, these linemen competitions, you can't miss him. And he's a really, when he's on, he's really good. And he, he, he's a, a not miss, a can't miss prospect. So I think uh, just his size alone will gather lots of scouts and lots of coaches' heads saying, who's this guy? Um, and he has talent. We haven't seen much of it. He's played a, in a, in a couple of games this year. Didn't play last week, but he, when he's on, when he's healthy, uh, he's a big manager. Try to block one on one. Yeah, what six four three oh five, some something along those lines. You do not yeah. you you see that at the FBS level. You don't see that all the time on the prep side. No, no you you don't. You never see that. You don't see guys that are six four and not. You can say six four, but a true six four, three oh five with limited body fat. I mean, people can be big, but there's guys who are just big and strong and can move. He's big, he's strong, he can move around. We are uh, talking where we're previewing uh, St. John Bosco, the number one team in the nation, taking on uh, Kahuku. And uh, Jamie Holloway calls the St. John Bosco games, and he joins me here on the Sports Animals on ESPN Honolulu via the uh, Aloha Kia hotline. Something I also learned, um, and and I forgot about this, California allows NIL deals for high school student-athletes. And if not everybody... Almost the entirety of that team has an NIL deal, uh, which is uh, which is kind of neat, isn't it? It's very neat. I mean, it's it's a a new thing, um, and you know, with all with NIL in, in, at the college level, it's 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 interesting to see it at the high school because almost like a, a carbon copy from college to high school, um, especially with the transfer portal and stuff like that. It's a it's basically almost like a G league for, for football here in California. It seems like, yeah, there's uh, that NIL deal with Kong IQ. Am I, am I saying that correctly? Kong IQ, yeah. that uh, sports performance and wellness platform. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 you're correct on pronunciation, but it's kind of like, it is a NIL deal technically, but it's more like a program deal. Mm. We're trying to, I guess, phrase it. If that makes sense. Um, because there was there was some brushback from the media, so it's kind of like a it's more of a team deal for everybody, but it's technically an NIL deal if you if you redefine print. 
All right. The uh, St. John Bosco Kahuku game coming up tomorrow. I know Max Preps listed it as one of its uh, four big games to watch this weekend. I got to ask you before uh, before I let you go. Hopefully we see you out here uh, when CSU Bakersfield makes it back down to uh, to Honolulu for uh, uh, for baseball next season. You guys got uh, a former Hawaii player in, in Bubba Kana uh, who transferred over to CSU Bakersfield. And, and I know. Uh, Coach Beard, there's done a done a pretty nice job trying to steadily build that program. There it was uh, it was it was nice to meet you out there and, and see that little uh, uh, that that kind of nook there on campus, but a, a, a well kept stadium there. <laughs> well, thanks for calling it a nook. I appreciate that. Nice <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, no, it's great. No, it was nice and good to see you as always uh, on this side of town, uh, off of Buck Owens Boulevard. But uh, yeah. Uh, the Riders are trying to make a, you know, make some noise. You know, during the Big West, the last two seasons, they have they've taken their lumps per se the last two years in conference play, and you know, to try and get some guys who can pitch more. They have hitters now; it's just finding guys who can help out the rotation and get some more, you know, team speed and and stuff like that. So we'll see what happens in the springtime in a few months from now. But I'm looking forward to it and seeing you on the island. And a few months down the road. Yeah, for sure. And, and I say nook in, in in the nicest way possible, just because sure. you know, every, hey, every everybody, you know, they find a place to 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 put a a nicely kept baseball stadium somewhere on campus. And uh, you know, I, I I didn't find it initially. I remember when I when I went there, it was my first time there. I drove past it um, down toward <laughs> I think other buildings, and I had someone had to give me directions yeah. to to get there. But man, the staff there is awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, for, for still kind of a newer program in, in, in the big West, uh, it was good to see a program that really does care about its baseball there and, and, and wants to put together a really nice product. So, you know, I, I had nothing but respect for, for what that program is doing. So yeah, I look forward to seeing you in a couple of months and, uh, and we'll keep in touch, Jamie. All right. Yeah. Sounds good, Josh. And yeah, uh, please, you know, <laughs> we try to do our best in, in the central Valley to make people feel at home, away from home. So anytime. Oh yeah, you guys are you guys are the best at it. Jamie, have a good call tomorrow. All right, thanks, Josh. Talk to you soon. Buddy. All right, we'll do. That's uh, uh, our friend from uh, uh, CSU Bakersfield who does uh, baseball there, but also calls the St. John Bosco games uh, on radio. That's uh, Jamie Holloway, and he joined us courtesy of the Aloha Kia Hotline here on ESPN Honolulu at ninety-two point seven FM and fourteen twenty AM. That game tomorrow, the game currently being played at St. John Bosco is modern-day Mililani, and Mililani trailing 21-7. to With uh, They're just underway in the third quarter, 10.55 to go. Uh, they're in the third. Uh, we have seen uh, some, of, some of the numbers I'm just kind of noticing here so far. Uh, Mililani's gotten, uh, what, 150? No, 100, yeah, 100, uh, 175 through the air. Um, but it is right now modern day who's got a bunch uh, of yards offensively. They're outdoing Mililani, who just can't run it right now uh, on the ground against this St. John Boss, uh, against this modern day team. So uh, we'll, we'll see how Kahuku does. Uh, they had a visit to UCLA, uh, got to check out that campus, and it's all business now as they prepare for some good football tomorrow. Uh, traffic here. We'll close things out. Uh, it's been a fun show. We've got to get some texts and, and, and tweets in here. Your chance for phone calls at 808-296-1420. But before we do all that, 
uh, we've got University of Hawaii football tickets. Our last pair for homecoming Hawaii and Duquesne coming up tomorrow night at 6. If you want to check out the game, uh, you can call in at 808-296-1420. We'll give away two tickets to the homecoming game coming up in a moment. And then when, when homecoming is done, Hawaii turns its attention back to the road and uh, we'll take on the uh, New Mexico State Aggies next Saturday. You want to watch the game, uh, you can check it out with us at Big City Diner Windward Mall for our UH Road viewing party. Uh, Coach Arnold Martinez and I will see you at uh, noon next Saturday with the pregame show kick just after 2 o'clock. We'll have the Mega Modelos on special for 7 bucks. Great food and prizes to give away. Mahalo to Paradise Beverages, Modelo Especial, Diotani Produce, and Coca-Cola. Traffic now. This is the Sports Animals. You're listening to ESPN Honolulu. So this is how we wrap up Girl Group Friday with one of the uh, one of the all timers, TLC's Waterfalls. TLC was uh, was just here with uh, with new kids on the block. Nicely done. I gotta admit, uh, Tanner went into this cold like really with you know 30 minutes notice, and uh, through the power of Google. And some of his own favorites and some of our listeners' uh, 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 requests. We've gotten through it, and we've had actually a, a, quite a bit of fun. Uh, this has been nice. What will we do next Friday? Well, next Friday is a shorter show, which means if we're going to uh, – we got Yankees-Red Sox next Friday. We'll be on after that. Uh, so whatever we do next Friday, we're going to have to make it count. We are uh, we're, we're going to have to make a count because we'll only have uh, a few selections to choose from. All right, let's say hi to Dave at uh, 808-296-1420 as we give away University of Hawaii football tickets. Dave, what's going on? Hey, what's up? All right, Dave. Um, Duquesne is Hawaii's opponent uh, tomorrow for homecoming, and uh, they are an FCS school who is playing its second FBS school uh, this year. Who is Duquesne's first FBS opponent this season? Uh, holy crap. <laughs> Keep it clean, Dave. I, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> just just throw out a team. I'll, I'll give you a hint. This team played today. Oh. Uh, Air Force. No, it's not Air Force. No, not, not Air Force. Thanks for trying, though. Um, let's just say it's a power conference team, not a group of five team that, uh, that, that played Duquesne in week zero, uh, our number 808-296-1420. You can uh, text us, you can call us, but in this instance, you need to call us to get the answer right, uh, to get the tickets for, uh, Hawaii and Duquesne coming up on Saturday at the Clarence TC Ching Athletics Complex. Kind of cool, by the way. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, let's get Brandon in here first before I tell you what's cool. Brandon, how's it going? How's it going, Josh? All right. Give me the team, the first FBS team that Duquesne played this year. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to make my answer a little bit different, but this team is known by this. Oh, 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 oh. Not the Braves, the Seminoles. 
That is correct. That is Florida State. That's who he's talking about. Um, for your creativity, I at mean, a, you, at, a, at a team, uh, yeah. Can you throw in maybe, uh, maybe, uh, maybe a big city diner gift certificate? On no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, yeah, I can't. Hey, but, uh, <laughs> about Florida State, hey, they, they 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 did something before that I don't think we'll ever see before. Finishing top five for like 13 straight years. I don't think. I think the only team that can do that is probably Alabama. I don't think. I don't think. I don't. I don't think they they're gonna approach that. Yeah. No. For sure. Top five and eight. Yeah. They missed the Bobby Bowden years. Uh, that's for sure. Hey, hang on the line, Brandon. We'll get you your tickets here shortly. I uh, get your info. Congratulations. I I'm appreciative that Brandon did not decide uh, to to go just generic. That he decided to play it up a little bit. I appreciate that. Unfortunately, I have no brownie points for that. I ha- I mean, I, well, I, I have brownie points. It just doesn't lead to a brownie. Um, you know, it's just a, it's appreciation for someone uh, wanting to bring creativity to the show, and uh, I am good for that. Uh, Want to remind you, Rivals Fantasy Football is coming up next Wednesday. You can listen in at eight o'clock with Chris Hart and Gary Dickman. Uh, their fantasy trials and tribulations, a fantasy expert to help them through their next trials and tribulations in the uh, fantasy space, and a great giveaway as well. That is the Rivals Fantasy Football Show. It is brought to you by Rivals Sports Bar and Lounge in the Waikiki Malia by Outrigger, 8 to uh, 8.30-ish on uh, Wednesdays here on ESPN Honolulu. Hope you have a great weekend. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow with Hunter Hughes for countdown to kickoff at 4 o'clock. And, of course, Hawaii football Uh, A couple of hours after that. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon and evening. Drive safe. Stay dry. Freddie and Fitzsimmons next.